Hey up everyone, welcome to Yorkshire Gamers Reap Big War Games podcast and episode 26. Uh, tonight we're going to be speaking with Martin from Seventh Son and Steve from On Point HQ, uh, both members of the Plastic Crack podcast, and we'll be finishing off kind of the second part of the episode that we started, episode 20, when I interviewed Dom and Ken from the same show. Fantastic chat with Martin and Steve, and uh, it, as you're going to find out, um, it went on for quite some time. Uh, in fact, there's uh, well over three hours of recording. Um, so what I've decided to do is I've decided to split the episode in two. Um, so this is going to be part one. And for those of you who are familiar with the way the podcast works, um, this will cover... Um, from the the normal introduction chat uh, through to the end of the Quiz and War Games Room 101. Um, Unfortunately, um, I did have some problems with my microphone. It's not something I've had to apologise about since uh, the early days. Um, I've not had any sound problems for some while, uh, but for some reason my microphone wasn't working and uh, I had to record it through my laptop microphone, which isn't quite as good. So I do apologise for the sound quality, um, certainly at the start of the of the first part. I hope it doesn't spoil your enjoyment too much. Um, Listening to it on headphones, I pick it up all the time, but I'm kind of hypersensitive to it um, whilst I'm editing. So hopefully, as I say, it doesn't spoil your enjoyment. Unfortunately, the second part of the uh, podcast, the big game chat with Martin and Steve, um, that didn't record at all. Uh, Well, it did, but it was very, very crackly, and unfortunately, I couldn't rescue it. Um, but we, these, you know, there's an hour and 50 minutes on this half anyway. Um, so I don't think we've missed too much. And, and again, there's going to be an hour and 50 on the second part, um, coming up, uh, very soon. I'm going to release, um, the second part just next Friday. I'm going to do, um, just a week between the two uh, and then I'm going to place them on um, YouTube after a week as well because um, I know most of uh, Steve and Martin's um, uh, followers are are on YouTube so that's probably going to be their third method of listening uh, to this. Um, so that, that's going to be the plan going forward with this uh, episode which is now going to become two episodes uh, so I, I hope you enjoy that um, it's it's a good laugh and we, we we certainly come up with some new and interesting topics uh, along the way um, for those of you who aren't aware of turnip 28 uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit in uh, in well in both uh, of the shows and it's uh, it's kind of a fantasy mix genre game um and uh, it's very hard to explain and um i just recommend that you google it if you want some background on it uh, if you're a little bit abused when uh, we start talking about uh, turnip 28 early in the episode um so that's all i've got to say for now um i hope you enjoy this first part of the chat and uh, I'll be back to uh, speak with you again at the at the end of the show. So, without further ado, here's an interview.
Well, hello everyone and welcome to the interview section of the Yorkshire Gamer podcast. And you may remember back in episode 20, I spoke to Dom and Ken from the Plastic Crack podcast. Well, tonight I'm going to complete my Monday night Fab Four set with the other members of the show. Now, don't get too excited, it's not Gumbo Liam. So sit back and relax, whether you're live or on the replay, and get ready for the true story of PCP. (laughs) My first guest is a fellow Little Caesar Award winner, a man who loves a scuffle in a car park with a couple of differently coloured flowers. His YouTube channel, Seventh Son, has over 5,000 subscribers who love his enthusiastic videos on new products, tutorials, and the occasional battle report where he gets slaughtered by his wife, Hayley. (laughs) He is a man who walks alone, a man who has no fear of the dark, a man who owns his own castle. You may blame him for your figure collections being bigger than they should be, but to me, he's just that bloke in the Iron Maiden t-shirt in the top left of your screen. So welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Martin of Seventh Son. Hello, that's the best introduction I've ever had. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to play that before I come into places. That's amazing. Brilliant. Well, we we yeah. as uh, we, we've not just got one guest tonight, we've got two and uh Previous um, listeners to this podcast will know the chaos that ensues when we have two guests on here. Um, So my second guest is also known as the one on the bottom left, a man who is fueled by the rocket juice that is Vimto. He creates some amazing models from different sources, sprinkling them with a touch of root vegetables and tufts. Turnip 28 is definitely going to be a revelation to my regular listeners. His models of snail cavalry have received reviews varying from what a great kit bash that is, it looks amazing, to what the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) Not only has my guest redefined weird shit, he has a reputation for some stunning World War II models. In fact, he has an upcoming novel, Fifty Shades of Field Grey. It's going to excite lonely housewives across the nation on the pleasure of wear-macked uniforms. Not, he's not only on Point HQ, he is metal. He even comes from the same town as me. Unbelievable. So, welcome to the podcast. Steve, how are you doing, mate? I'm very well. That Again, like Martin just said, that's the best introduction ever. Martin, we're going to have to up our game, mate, aren't we? I know, I know. It's just, well, other than just by, you know, just being thankful that the thing started. Yes. I yeah, well, need to really sort that out. Yeah, we're that tonight, though, aren't we? We're thankful that it's yeah, working. We are. Can we hire you? Can you be an announcer? Can we hire yes. you as an announcer before every every show? That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can do that. Very reasonable fees, very reasonable things. No, we, 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 we do need something. I'm looking forward to Fifty Shades of Feel Grey, though. That's going to be oh, an excellent book, mate. Be, yeah, There's going to be a lot of disappointed middle-aged women when they get to page 20 and it's just a different coloured jacket. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say blatant misadvertising, but it's blatant misadvertising. <laughs> I, I, I do apologise to all those housewives in advance. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be the bit in the film where it goes, let me take you into my special room. And he opens the door and there's just German uniforms all the way around the world. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Still know like... you were into reenactment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so anyway, enough of this jollity. Uh, 
the last one I did with Ian um, from Flags of War, you, you had on your podcast uh, last on last Monday, wasn't it? Um, we ended up talking about fish and chips for about twenty minutes. <laughs> so uh, this this could this could go anywhere. Uh, but there we go. So um, I think Steve, you've been a podcast guest before. Was it on? Hobby support, group, Ho- yeah, hobby, hobby support group, and I'm going to be an esteemed guest on Modeling for Advantage next month as well. So, oh, doing super. doing the podcast rounds. Uh, anyone just need to speak to my agent moving forward. That's it. Excellent. Graham Norton well, next week, is it? You're going to be yeah. on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my 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 man spoke to your man, and it's all been it's all been organised. Um, Martin, have you uh, have you been a guest before? I have. I've been on. I've been on the hobby support group. Um, I've been on. I was on modeling for advantage, and I uh, I did one um, that was over in the states. Um, and it's just a, is it anything, anything but a one? Um, I help. Oh uh, right, yes, yeah. It does something like that. Um, and um, as well as just also done um, uh, a couple of. I didn't realize that people still um, were sort of reading online articles, but I got sent like uh, after the seizure award. I got sent two or three sort of questionnaires for people and then, then just published them on, on websites. I didn't know that people still did that. So that was actually quite, that was quite fun because I got to sit down and think about my answers rather than just blurt <laughs> something out. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I still, I still run my blog. I, I don't put a lot of stuff on it these days because um, you can do so much more um, mm. talking or, um, you know, YouTube, as, as you guys both both know. And there's a hell of a lot of work that goes into a blog post. Um, and the, the viewing figures on it have dropped drastically from where they were sort of five or six years ago. So there's not a lot of, you know, feedback. You don't get much back from putting, putting it out there, no. whereas you do a quick half-hour video and bang, job, jobs are good and so, before we get going, we've got the four-minute challenge. So, this is um, for you guys to um, give us a little bit of a, a background into how you got started into the hobby, um, but doing it so that we don't all fall asleep after you've gone for like an hour I, uh, we, we, heard, we heard doms. We did hear doms. We heard doms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we did hear that. I did fast-forward that bit. I got it. <laughs> I... Did you? Ken, Ken's, was quite, Ken's was quite amusing, I have to say. I listened to chapter 13 of Dom's intro, then I just kind of, you know. Yeah. Right, if, yeah. if you skip to the end, it really pays off. <laughs> yeah. I find that as well. You skip the summary at the end, don't you? Um, so we'll, we'll, go, we'll go in alphabetical order. So, Martin, you can go first, mate. And I shall press the timer now, and you are away. Okay. So I got started wargaming uh, the same route as many people, which was with Games Workshop stuff when I was about. 11 i think um i just got um my friend bought a white dwarf magazine into into school and there was a bunch of this sounds a bit grim but there's a bunch of people on fire on the front of it and i was like that looks cool um <laughs> funny enough it's the same way i got into music anyway, anyway um but the um well, that was um we just went down and bought some plastic you know some i think they were probably space marines but i didn't know how to play anything and so i just kind of made up my own rules and i'd just been given a dungeons and dragons set so i used a dice from that to try to make up my own rules and i made my dad to play with six models on the on the table and i was using really thick enamel paints to paint everything and um it just kind of started there and really it was game games workshop products until i went to university where i stopped um 
wargaming um, for, for other reasons. And, um, and then I finished university and those reasons were no longer there. So um, after university, um, one of my little cousins was getting into it and I just have to go and pick stuff up. Um, and then a new shop opened in in Cambridge, and this would have been about two thousand and four. Um, and I went in there to just see what it, what was what, and they had the an old Flames of War starter set that just had a, a few tanks in it, a fifteen mil, and I just I just bought that, and that was really my first foray into historicals. I had bought historical miniatures here and there, at, um, sort of reenactment festivals and things to paint up, but. I never saw any rule systems with them. Um, and um, and that was it. And I was away. And that went from uh, suddenly started getting into things like Saga um, by Fire and Sword. I then won a large um, Napoleonic bundle on the 200th anniversary of Waterloo. That got me into um, it, that started Black Powder off for me. I was always interested in it, but I knew if I started, I wouldn't stop. Um, and it just escalated. And then recently, because. Um, so I guess I'm getting to an age where I can kind of pick and choose what I want to do. And Wars of the Roses has always been something that fascinates me and I'm interested in my both my professional and my sort of personal interests in it. I thought I'll I'll go with that. So that's sort of like the big the big project. And then um I just thought, well, I was looking for a video on YouTube and I couldn't find it and I thought, well, I'll make it. Um, you'll hate it because it was about the contrast paints, but um, <laughs> it was the um, it was that was the uh, that was the first one, and um, and then it just went from there, and I just started just put I just put up videos and um, that I wanted to make, not so not necessarily what I thought people wanted to see, um, and that was it really. And now it's um, it's the number of games is expanding, the number of miniatures is, is expanding, and I'm expanding as well actually at the same time. So uh, there you go, that's it really. <laughs> Excellent. Well, well, well done. Uh, to just cover under three minutes. There's no no requirement for countdown music or uh, Di Regan of the Sweeney to tell you to shut up. So it's uh, <laughs> it's it's a decent job. Decent job. Well, we'll come back and talk to you about quite a few of those things uh, very shortly. Uh, but before we do, it's our other guest turn to do his four minutes. Uh, so, Steve, exactly the same. I'll press the button, and you are away, mate. Okay, brilliant. Um, the year was 1991. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, no, I'll, I'll do it a lot quicker. And I, we, um, my mates got into Rogue Trader 40k, the very, very first edition, the weird edition. And it's a very, yeah. very weird edition. Anyway, we we played that at our local games club. Um, and it was the first time I'd been exposed to wargaming. Um, I thought, this is this is pretty awesome, actually. So we played 40, uh, Rogue Trader 40K for a while, um, and that was 1991 onwards. But it was at that time I, was, I had my first experience of historical wargaming. I actually mentioned this to um, Alex from Storm and Steel on Twitter the other day. It was uh, my first foray into historical gaming was Body Count, the Vietnam rules. Body Count. Yes. So... 15 mil airfix figures back in, I would have been 91, 92. Um, but that was more of a, a, I know, an aberration and anything. We we we, we could t- continue to play Rogue Trader. Then we moved to Second Ed Forty K. Then Necromunda. Then Blood Bowl. I was I was I cut my teeth as a as a, a Games Workshop. Um, I want to say mm. fanboy, but I, I played a lot of their products. Um, and then we we played on the regular until about nineteen ninety eight ninety nine when all my friends decided to go to university and abandoned me. Um, so, so I was just, I was just left to whittle my own figures from bits of dried potato, um, cause I had no one to play with. Um, but no, I kept painting, I kept painting. And then I sort of between 2000 and 2004, I was completely, completely out of the hobby. 
didn't do anything, no painting, no gaming. It was video games. It was playing guitar. It was going to rock clubs. It was doing all the, the cool stuff that I can't do these days. And then in 2004, I, I very much like Martin, um, an old friend got back in contact with me because he just discovered Flames of War. So we started collecting Flames of War. And then from then we thought, well, let's get back into a bit of sci-fi. We started playing War Machine. Um, and I was I dabbled in and out of the hobby from 2004 onwards, but it's probably been from about 2013 onwards, I would say I was back in the hobby for good. I got heavily into the X-Wing uh, tournament scene. Um, loved that game. Okay. And then in 2014, I discovered Bolt Action and my world changed for the better. Because <laughs> um, people who know me know I'm, I'm quite fond of Bolt Action. Um, and I've painted one or two figures um, during the time. But um, yeah, I just, I've just carried on from them. And then the, the YouTube channel came about because me, me and my mate initially set up a Facebook page because we found we were starting projects and never finishing anything whatsoever. Um, so we thought, let's have a page to keep us focused. And then I, in 2018, I thought, oh, let's start a YouTube channel. So I did. Um, and it just sort of went from there. And it just carried on and I really enjoy it. And I've mentioned, I've probably mentioned this bit on, on the podcast, but it was a daunting step to take, but it's one that I am infinitely glad that I did because I, my, my life has been enriched so much from being on YouTube and from, from just meeting so many people through it. And it's just been, it's, it's been really good and long may it continue. So I did I meet, did I beat Martin? Did I beat Martin? You're just over. The music's just starting now. Oh. So you've you done bit, well. It was a bit about the X-Wing tournaments. It was a bit about yes. the X-Wing tournaments. I, I talked too much about 40K. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we, we enjoyed a bit of X-Wing in, in, in the past, I have to say. It was a, it was a very good game. We yeah. had a, an X-Wing campaign that ran for 28 games or something like that. It got absolutely mad. And you kind of you started off as a as a novice, and then you got points for things you shot down and stuff like that, and then you could buy upgrades and buy new ships and stuff. So uh, it it went it went really really well. Well, thanks guys, thanks for, thanks for that introduction. Um, and um, you're kind of uh, the generation after me. I'm not saying that I'm old or anything, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Probably because <laughs> uh, we we you know we 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 kind of have the the, the airfix generation uh, and then the games mm. workshop generation coming after. It'll be interesting to see what the current generation class themselves as. Because um, cool. I mean, games workshops really popular still, isn't it? Uh, my lad does a bit every now and again. Yeah, I think it, I think it always will be though. I mean, I've said it before on the podcast, but they make some fantastic models. Um, mm. at the end of the day they, they're a very successful company their models are just seconds to none as far as I mean we, we, on, the, on, on the PCP we, we, on the news we occasionally do new products they've released and me, me and you do Ken doesn't look for any news and Dom won't put it up so. it's because he, does, he doesn't know what it is <laughs> I, that's true that's very true <laughs> yeah I think um Ken, Ken's level of knowledge on Games Workshop is very similar to mine, I have to say. But, but, but there we go. <laughs> so, Martin, where, where do you do your gaming then? Do you have a club that you go to or a shop or um, is it mostly online? I, uh, it's, it's mostly um, at 
uh, either at my home or my mate's home. But because there are some clubs in Cambridge, and I think there's, um, I think it's free actually. Um, but there was there's one that we went to quite regularly. But they we found that they were just exclusively playing either um, Games Workshop or Bolt Action. Nothing else. Like there was mm-hmm. nothing else. You take another game along, people would come over and have a look, and then they go off and throw space marines at each other you know whatever you know um and um and so what myself and my my friend who we were sort of the main um sort of people who are are gaming um what what he did is he he's quite lucky he's got quite a a large space to game in we started inviting people well he did rather from that group that we thought oh he he might like he might like a samurai game he might (laughs) like well and inviting them to his so now we've kind of got this sort of pseudo club around there that has you know, six, seven members to it. Um, there is a rule before you before you come in. There is a question before you come in, and then if the, no one's answered it wrong yet, so uh, we know we've got the right the, the right people are coming into the into go, which is very just simply as we just give them an option, which is you know you, your opponent is um, firing his whatever his rifle platoon at you uh, when you measure to see if he's, he's half an inch out. Do you say he can't do it? And if they say yes, then you're not coming in. It's that simple. Uh, it's that. It's yeah. that. It's, it's that. That sort of mentality. Um, but um, so I do a lot of gaming um, there, and then obviously all of the battle reports and everything I do are all here. But then I I've started since the PCP started, and we did CrackCon, and I've been meeting people. I've been slowly managing to get more people to come to visit me, <laughs> to come and game with me. <laughs> um, in fact, I've got one. I've got one next week with uh, with uh, young James Miller from Miller's Miniatures who's coming to bring some ECW uh, goodness over to here and then um, obviously I have Wars of the Roses games and, and then in yeah and then in lockdown because I couldn't get anybody to come around I made my wife well I didn't make my wife I basically um, just looked sad and pathetic <laughs> until, until she agreed to um, agreed to have a game with me and the idea was look I'll, I'll just if you want me to stop doing this then um, have a game and it turned out that she actually enjoyed it um, and then enjoyed beating me and then enjoyed reading about people enjoying that <laughs> the fact that she was beating me. Um, she does so, yeah. seem. She does seem to have a an immense joy in 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 victory. She, she does. She doesn't believe in. I don't want to say she doesn't believe in tactics because she does. But but her tactics are so. I can't. I can. I, I can. I don't know when you're playing other war gamers because you're you're also used to playing war games. You you can kind of get a read on what they're gonna do. They're going to hold mm. something in reserve or, oh, he's going to try and do something around the flank. Oh, he's got a flamethrower team. That's going to be coming. Haley, because Haley had no sort of prior knowledge of the rule set. She's like, yeah, charge. I'm just going to charge the whole army. Go. <laughs> and I was looking at it going, oh, I was like, oh, are, you sh- are you sure Are you sure you want to do that? You know, that I don't know if it's going to contact. It's really unlikely that you're going to get enough. And then she rolls and, you know, gets enough orders off that the whole army is just traversed the board and wipes me out. There's, there's, there was one game. There was one game where um, she basically on on like turn one, she'd ro- it took longer to set up the board than it did for her to get her orders off and across the board, and we were like, we're gonna have to fudge that because there's no way the battle report will be over in like two minutes, and while everyone will like it, it's gonna be such a build up, and it'll be yeah, game over. Um, so it, she she's getting there, but it's quite funny now because as she's been playing it more and she's played a lot of Black Powder and, and Test of Honor and then seeing every everyone mm. uh, crack on, 
as she started to get um, other people's advice and ideas, I'm starting to be able to predict what she's going to do. When it's just Haley on her own, I can't predict it. But she's. I think Ken's been having a word in her ear, which is probably the last thing. <laughs> the last person he should. I mean, we're getting back to World One, World War One levels of tactics here. Um, so um, he's going to listen to this. I know. So I'm going to take my chance. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> What about yourself, Steve? What's your um, your gaming world like? Uh, not as not as busy as Martin's. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm more. We, I've only really got sort of one regular gaming buddy, um, and we play mm. a lot of. Well, we did play a lot of Bolt Action and X Wing. Um, but apart from that, I I tend to you know, we, we we grab the occasional game when we can. It's not been for a while, or I just I'll solo games of Firefight or Bolt Action uh, just to keep my knowledge up. And just to see some pretty figures and terrain on the table. Um, but hoping that's going to change soon because off the back of PCP and CrackCon, um, yeah. us, no- us northern types have set up our own uh, group. Northern folk. Northern folk have set folk. up our own group. Um, <laughs> so we're looking at you know meeting up in somewhere equidistant from when we all live. Uh, hmm. for a bit of, um, you splitting, are you splitting the group? No, no, no! It's just the northern. You're doing the McCartney. It's just the northern types that um, we're going to. It's, it's not. It's not like a, a northern crack con or anything like that. Yeah, so but the other two con. call me not. The other two call me northern because they're down on the south coast. I live in East Anglia, and they go, "I oh, know. I've got to drive three hours north to get to you." Ken said you live in the Midlands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't live in the Midlands. We. I tried to point out to him that Derby, where we travel to, is the Midlands. <laughs> no, I don't think a sense of geography is. Um, it's really, really on point. But no, that's the plan. Um, because we found, after after the first crack con, we actually found out that quite a few of us live quite close to each other. Um, yeah. Although for some reason, I can't remember it was, thought I was I lived in Northumberland, which would have been quite odd because I've never never been to Northumberland in my entire life. Um, but now that things have settled down properly, um, yeah, hoping to get a lot more bolt action in, and with 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 the northern group, I think I can't remember what we've called. It. I think it's called Bayek or something like that. Um, mm. That's Bayek track. That's the that's the plan moving. I'm, I'm, I, in fact, I'm going to if I'm not busy next week, I'm going to try and get to Phalanx in St Helens uh, yeah. next next Saturday because I know a couple of the um, the the, the the northerners from uh, <laughs> from the Facebook group uh, are planning to attend Phalanx, so I might, I might, if I'm not busy, I might head over there myself. Um, but yeah, that's the plan moving forward for me, anyway, gaming wise. Um, mm. I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not as brave as Martin. I wouldn't even dare to ask my better half to get involved in gaming because yeah. well, she'd probably punch me. Um, <laughs> so I'm not even going to bother. Oh, it um, took, it took. You know, sixty. You know, we've been together sixteen years. It took a, a, a nationwide lockdown. Her not being able to leave the house and me looking sad for nine weeks. Do you want, before do you, I, was, I was like, "That's how you, that was it." It's like I get you when you're absolute, your absolute lowest. Do you know what the last game we played was? What was that? Serial killer top trumps. <laughs> nice. That was my is idea. That an, is that an is that an official release or is that one that you've made up yourself? No, it's an official release. Oh, I, I need a copy can of that. I, can um, I ask who the number one is, or the one with the best? I think it was. Um, oh no, it was some South American dude I'd never heard of with the most. I thought it might have been like Ted Bundy or someone, but um, no, it was, it was some South American. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know after the podcast. I think we're going down a really dark path. We need. To I was about to say your affiliate back. link. <laughs> after this, everyone's going to go and Google 
serial I'm, killer. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm just going to chuck in Harold Chipman. I think he he might he must be he must be in the top five. He wasn't even in the pack. Was he not? In, no, no, no. Oh, you, some you, poor research going on there. Well, there was there was some I expected to be in there that weren't, and some that I thought who. I, I mean, I, without without painting myself as some kind of sociopathic weirdo. I like to know that I, I've, I've got a, an. Ing, I, I know I've I've been reading about stuff like that for years. My mum mm. got me into it. Um, which, actually, this, this this gets even weirder. Um, but there was some in there that I thought may have been in there. I was like, oh, and like like my girlfriend. Once said, no one should ever have their favourite serial killer. Um, so anyway, let, let's we get back to walking away from serial killers. <laughs> yeah. I can't help. But, I can't help well, but feel we've taken a bit of a tangent there. Well, this, this no, that's not unusual for this show, I have to say. And those serial killer top trumps is one that I probably couldn't have predicted, <laughs> I have to say. But I'm going to find... It's not official top trumps. I don't want to get into some kind of copyright thing here. They're sort right, of... Okay. It's 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 a, a, a game that looks like top trumps, but isn't. Just want to throw that right. one out. There. Available well, from I, select stores. <laughs> uh, as, as they say on all the good podcasts, I shall put a link in the show notes. Uh, to... <laughs> oh, dear me. Oh, dear. There we go. Anyway, we weren't expecting that. No. Uh, so, um, I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done, well on Steve. Yeah, we need to go right back on track. Back, on, good yeah. job. Write some notes down. So, four minute challenge. Chat about what comes out of that game. Set up homes and clubs. Serial killer top trumps. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I had it written down already. Uh, Martin, do you do you go to many shows? I, I think you went down to Sloot, didn't you last year? Um, yeah. So I I so I went I. I quite religiously go to salute as of about nine years ago um and then i had to miss one to go to an antenatal class before my daughter was born uh which i was really resentful about because my uh <laughs> it was rubbish but even my wife said it was rubbish um and then at the end of it she goes oh, you might as well have just gone to salute i was like don't don't tell me that that was you know, yeah that, that was terrible. um and then of course obviously we missed ones um during the lockdown um so i often go to salute and i uh, I, I really enjoy it um i know um some people to see it sort of as a glorified shopping trip but i like i just like seeing all of the models i like seeing the tables i like seeing people um and it, and i just i just enjoy it um and but i went down i've been to a couple of other sort of local small things um mm. but i went to uh is it warfare no is it warfare what's the one near dom or ascot is that warfare Part, no. these warfare warfare and colors are down there yeah, it might as well be, I think it was Warfare um, at Ascot. Yeah. Um, so I went to that because completely out of the blue, we got given, um, because of the PCP, we got given tickets <laughs> to salute. Oh, and wow. Then ticket, and then tickets to that. I was like, well, I'm not passing this up. I went, my dad was so upset. You know, I said, oh, dad, because my dad's really into He lives in Newmarket. He's really into horse racing. Yeah. Um, and I said, oh, I'm going to Ascot. And he was like, oh, well, what he does? I'm going to a wargaming show. <laughs> <laughs> and then look, so he's never been so i was once wandering around ascot and i took a picture down the hall and you could see like all these beautiful chandeliers and pictures of like you know jockeys and then over the, there was a statue of some horse i don't know who it was supposed to be and then over it people had draped wargaming mats oh brilliant brilliant <laughs> like that. I a picture of that. um and then i got to watch ken at the bring and buy which was <laughs> 
because he was getting really upset with me because um, I'd made him, we'd had a cup of tea before we were going in and in there, there's, there's a sign that says, you know, no food or drink. And I was like, no, you can't go in there. And he, he basically downed his tea, burnt his throat. Um, and I just sat there sipping it because I knew it was yeah. upset. He, he, he was, he was like a proper little kid. He was banging his feet. He was getting sweaty hands. He was getting really itchy because he wanted to go in. But yeah, it was, um, I do like going to shows. I, I just like seeing products in the flesh i like seeing model ranges and actually seeing them because you can have all the videos you can do all the reviews which is what we try to do in unboxings and reviews you you show them next to other models you try mm-hmm. to give everyone the best impression but you will never ever ever beat that impression of actually just picking a miniature up looking at it and going yeah that's gonna look great or what normally happens which is nah, do you know what i just don't like that <laughs> it's just not gonna go <laughs> because and, and i enjoy that and also i enjoy finding miniature ranges that I didn't know anything about or up and coming uh, ranges or, um, you know, new, new companies and things like that and having a chat with the people and just sort of seeing what's going on. So I do like a good show. I really do. Or even a bad show because even, because then you can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. Have you been to Partizan? Partizan's a good one to go to, which uh, won't be a million miles from you, would it? Yeah, it's about an yeah, it's about an hour and a half. I would have gone um, this year, and I got um, I had a few guys off the group asking if I was going, but um, because we'd mm. had the uh, the getaway in Derby, uh, parental duties uh, were were called upon, and uh, I was like, I'd, I'd spent my uh, my tokens, <laughs> my freedom tokens, um, <laughs> in Derby, so uh, so we couldn't go. But of course, yes, we get to we get to do our own sort of show gaming day thing um yeah. as well so that's that's a bit of a laugh as well so oh, i just like brilliant. seeing games excellent steve are you uh are you a big show goer no i'm i'm tremendously antisocial, so i don't like <laughs> have... i mean i've been to a few but i wouldn't go out my way to go to them there's too many people there if you said like steve you can go there's 10 people there i'd be like yeah, that's fine Steve you can go there's 500 yeah. people there no i'm not going to 500 people um <laughs> No, I mean I can I can understand why people go to them, and I'd, I'd like to go to more. It's just not, it's just not something that's ever interested me. I, I don't know what yeah. it is. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, they can they can get a little bit samey if you know if you you know I'll probably only go to two or three a year. Um, you know, some friends of mine will go at least once a month to a show, and um, now it's um, it's more of a going and chatting to people that that I know than a. Um, you know, on a shopping trip because you can get so much online these days. Um, so I'll stay with you then, Steve, for the for the next next bit. Um, and we're going we're gonna to talk. This is where I talk about favourite periods and scales and stuff like that. And we're going to have to introduce my um, sort of elderly, old school wargaming audience to <laughs> Turnip Twenty Eight, mate. We, what <laughs> the is going on there? Turn at twenty eight is the for me. It's the the best aesthetic mm. I've I've seen in wargaming in the past decade. Um, from it's 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 hard to describe actually. <laughs> Why don't you it, describe it, re- it the way you described it to me? You you uh, I, I there was just one there was like a single sentence that you said that 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 kind of encapsulated it about peasants and mud. Oh yeah, that's from the the rule book. Uh, it's peasants kicking the shit out of each other in the mud. And <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, uh, the, the, I, I first came across Turnip um, on Instagram last year, and I had no clue what it was, no clue whatsoever. 
but I liked it. But I didn't really, I didn't really want to do anything with it. I just kept enjoying the pictures and then more and more people. And then I found out that the rules were being developed and I was like, oh, this could be quite interesting. Yeah. So, so I started raiding my bits boxes and doing a few bits and pieces, not knowing exactly what I was doing, just, just doing bits, strange, strange kit bashes. And then it was just before the first crack com, I, 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 I bought a few boxes of Napoleonics and I had Perry stuff like the stuff that I do to Perry miniatures is you, quite frankly you upset you do upset Dom ungodly I do ungodly <laughs> things well to... he doesn't care when it's the French he doesn't care if it's the French models in fact no, 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 he thinks no. it's an, I think he thinks it's an improvement yes. uh, on, on the French ones but, uh, but yeah um, if we ever have the Perrys back on the stream I, I, I think we're definitely going to be flashing up pictures of that and Dom will <laughs> grasp me Dom will be like look what you did to your figures look what you did to your figures um, but it's the, the best thing about it is You've got the rule book, and you've got the, what, what we call cults, which are the different like, sort of factions. Mm. Outside of that, we have the different units. We've got, um, you know, toffs and toadies, the officers. We've got chaff, um, grogs, brutes. Um, it's just uh, fodder. These fodder, are different. Yeah, that's what I remember. So these are the different units, but it's completely up to you how you want them to look. And yeah. for for me, having this, the creative freedom to just someone just say, well, we don't care what it looks like, do whatever you want. I was like, yeah, I can do that. I've, I've got several bits, boxes of stuff lying around all over the place. I've got a bunch of Perry miniatures. I've got some land connects. I've got um, Prussian land there. I even bought a box of uh, French line infantry for the sole purpose of destroying them. You bought so, a <laughs> massive ceramic garden snail. Yes, that, I was wondering. Was, I was wondering when the snail was going to come into the story because that that was, that was amazing, amazing and disturbing at the same time of equal levels. I, well, one of the one of the cults allows you to take snail nights, so I mm. thought, where, where am I going to get a big snail from? Ah, hello, my friend at the garden section on Amazon, and I found this <laughs> this I found this this ceramic snail. It's like it's huge as well. Um, and I still have the bits and pieces from those Victrix elephant kits. I mean, I've yeah. also butchered a Victrix elephant as well. Um, <laughs> and I thought, this is going to work. What 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 could possibly go wrong with a, a knight in a tower on the back of a giant snail? Mm. Um, but it's amazing the amount of people. I mean, out of all of us four, only Dom has has sort of relented yeah. so far. Every, he, everyone, yeah. Everyone's had a go. What? Well, I I only did it after Crackcon because you you because you were drunkenly showing me so many pictures and ideas and things um, that I went home and because because of the first Crackcon we did get quite a few free sprues and I and to be fair I I got those new the brand they were at the time the brand new Franco Prussian Perry models I was like I'm not going to do anything Franco Prussian so they they got the knife. Um, and I mix them with other Napo- with Napoleonic kits and then with a fantasy kits because they're all they're all wearing like cultist pointy hats. Um, and I paint, and then uh, I think it was Haley said, "Why don't you paint them like the hats are orange, like carrots?" Like, All right. And then I looked, I looked, up, and, and then I, uh, I had to look something up. I said to Steve, "I was like, because I, I keep, I was kept on messaging him, but I had to message Steve privately because I thought it might upset Dom <laughs> if I did it on our group chat. I thought he might get. Uh, I don't know if they told you that we have like a 
like a piece yeah. like the four of us have this like little group chat but i thought it might it might upset <laughs> dom so i messaged steve privately going i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do this and then i'm gonna show it on the street and, and i want to see dom's reaction and, and we so we started having the chat about it but i i dubbed mine the uh what they called the Dre- the drek kubris yes. which was the, the muddy pumpkins <laughs> excellent see and, and then and then ken even ken had a go well, I know. My word. He was chuffed with himself. Because the, the, the best it's thing freeing. about it is, it, it, yeah, it, it's just you just look in your bits box and think, like, what have I got? What, what can I do there? And mm. I mean, the, the funniest ones. Remember that time when I, I glued those beast men heads to some British Napoleonics? That upset Dom. And I said, I said, I put it in the Facebook group and I said, I said, does this constitute me painting Napoleonics? And Dom was like, no, it bloody doesn't. No. I was like, I've, paint, I've painted them in British uniforms, they're accurate. Yeah, um, but he was having none of it. And I think no. I know. I know one of your one of your wargaming rules is no weird shit. Yeah, um, yeah. You kind of you kind of breaking that on a regular basis. Yeah, but if you're I, gonna if you're gonna break it, you might as well. You might as well. Yeah. You might as well. It's not. You might as well just you know not do a little bit. You might as well jump in with both feet and just go. Uh, do you know what? I'm gonna smash these plastic kits together and see what comes out. It's just some yeah. of the, just some of the funniest things, and and adding the roots. Uh, the tufts, the bit. I I use tufts. I use bits of old doormat. Um, the most terrifying thing was when I was using that. Uh, what was that? That floral stuff. Are you using that. yeah the <laughs> stuff that was actually um, the, the 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 foam, the, the, the green uh, foam that yeah. they use for flower arranging? I was dead proud of myself. I was sat there one night carving a big root vegetable out of this floral foam, and then Tony says, "Oh, by the way, Steve, yeah, that's toxic and quite poisonous." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay, cool, because I've not breathed it in or anything, and there's a shitload of it over my desk. But apart from that, yeah. brilliant. So I am, um, I, I sort of, <laughs> I moved away from that idea. That's when I replaced it with um, it was a cart full of like mud and bones, and, like skulls and arms yeah. sticking out of it and all kinds. Um, but then at CrackCon two, uh, I actually ran a participation game. Um, between um, actually, it was Martin's brother-in-law. Yes, and, it is, and, and he's been, been doing, doing it as well. The yeah. Last four weeks, he, he won a pack of uh, Perry Carassiers in the raffle, and now they're they're, they're not corrupt. Well, they're they're turnip Carassiers. There's there's very little nice. left of them now. Yeah, and the, the best thing about it was who was his opponent? That's, I saw him <laughs> the other day as well. It was it was Sean, and Dom, when Dom saw Sean playing turnip twenty eight, it was like. He looked genuinely offended. It's like this man's a legend in historical wargaming, yeah, and he's, yeah. he sat here enjoying himself playing Turnip Twenty Eight. And I thought, yeah, and he got, he got his ass handed to him because of some ultra hot dice rolling. But he genuinely enjoyed, it and he said he was going to go away and do some. Um, then I got to play my first proper game later that afternoon with David, um, who mm. his his turn Teque- tequila, Dave. No, 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 no. Um, David David Stokes, he was, yeah, he was they, on my yeah. Italian Wars game. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. He, he went from well from the sublime to the ridiculous that day, really, didn't he? Um, Italian Wars to turn at twenty eight, <laughs> but he, he, his 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 turn at twenty eight regiment is just fantastic to look at. Um, so mm. it was great. It was great seeing not just my figures on the table, but somebody else's who'd done you no know, another turn twenty eight mm. regiment. And we had a we had a really good game. Um, and it's just it's just something I enjoy the creative. The, the scope for creativity and just I don't know it's just the 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 utter ins- I always call it the beautiful insanity of turn at twenty eight that's what, <laughs> that's that's what it is uh, and I'm currently working on my um 
my third regiment. I'm, I'm knocking around a few ideas um, because, and I mentioned this to the guys when I when I first did my term twenty eight twenty eight armies. I was terrified about putting them on the YouTube channel mm. because I thought I thought people would be like, "Have you been drinking toilet duck? What what <laughs> what what is this? Have you you know?" And but it, people were really really sort of yeah, this is really good. Um, I was terrified about it, about it bombing because um, a lot of my audience just watch watch World War Two stuff, which I'm sort of known for. But mm. the turnip stuff, yeah. So and I've joined a few a few groups. Um, and it's quite popular for help. For help, yeah. It's like, it's like a, I did, yeah, therapy groups for 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 turn of twenty eight addicts. I've cut up my girlfriend's doormat, um, and it's just it's it's just it's just a great a, a, a greatest. I know, like I said, I know it 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 completely blows weird shit out the um at the the war game and rules, but yeah, I'm so glad I got in, I'm so glad I got into it. It looks fun. It does look fantastic. Um, it's very, very different to anything that I would um, even go anywhere near. Uh, <laughs> even, even with a, 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 a plant's neck pike, I wouldn't go that even that close to it. But it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Um, so, Martin, I suppose with yourself, we've got, we've got to talk, haven't we, about Wars of the Roses? And uh, you seem to have got yourself a little bit of a name for for that period in the yeah. hobby. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I'm not quite. Basically, what happened was I, I, I wanted to do the Wars of the Roses, and I always wanted to do it. But I, I knew that if it was a project that I started, it, 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 it'll never end. It, there's no, there's no way to end it. It's, it's too vast. You can't. Uh, to me, I can't ever go. Oh, I'm just going to do this one battle because you're painting this one guy who then took part in another battle, and then you read about that battle, and you're like, oh. Oh, that was that was interesting. I'll do that, and then it, it it's a self fulfilling prophecy, and you just you know you keep on going. Um, so I, I I moved forward with this idea, and a friend of mine as well, who um, who I used to game with um, on the, the first few battle reports on the channel, um, and um, he we both decided we decided the idea was to to do Towton, to do 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 that, and then stop. Um, but as I as I sort of got into it, it it's because it it feeds so much into my personal interest as well i kept on reading about all these um these individuals like various knights and lords i was like no i want to represent all these people on the tabletop they're not gonna have special rules but i want their flags i want the heraldry in there um and um and then that's just kind of carried on to the point now where I don't know if it's going to stop. Um, um, I do yeah. have to do some. I do have to do some Lancastrians at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I was told. Told. Um, I think it was last week. Actually, I think it was. Um, Robin said to me something along. But was it Robin? It might be Robin. He, he basically said, "Google Wars of the Roses wargaming and see what happens." And might and it was my videos that, that come up, <laughs> which, which I, was, I was a little bit shocked about because I think it, it was. It's just a a good time. I I don't ever consider myself a. Um, a flavor, a flavor of the month gamer, if that makes sense. Um, mm. You know, I've been, I've been quite lucky because I've been sent a, a preview copy of the zero two hundred hours um, set of rules, a uh, set that's coming out the sort of um, World War Two raids one. But uh, other than that, I, I don't really I, things being new and tends to actually kind of put, normally put, put me off. <laughs> I like to go <laughs> for establish, established ranges. Um, where I know that there's quite a lot of figures available or that there's a lot of different companies that will do things and I like to build my forces out. I don't like buying a few things and I sit there waiting for the next pack to come out before I can build um, mm. something for it. Um, and um, the Perrys have got those five, the five plastic sets that the Perrys do are fantastic. 
they're brilliant. You can do it, heavy cavalry, light cavalry, mercenaries, uh, armoured men-at-arms, bowmen and uh, billmen. And there you go. That's it. That's everything. That's you, you wouldn't have to buy any metals if you didn't want to. You could. That's it. You could do the whole your whole army just in plastic. And those those sets are completely interchangeable. Steve, you've got a couple of them as well, haven't you? The you've got like the mercenary sets and that, and they um they work really well. You know, but you can just you can just kit bash if you want to. Well, what's um, uh, what what's left of them? What's left of them? <laughs> yes, I know. I, I, yes, they've got big roots coming out of the back of the head. <laughs> I know. I, I I chose not to ask. I I figured that's what had happened to them, but I chose. I thought it was better just not to. Ask. Um, but my I just um I love the history with the Wars of the Roses. Um, I love the fact that they're all bastards. Um, and <laughs> this whole idea also of um not to upset you, but Lancaster and York um is the idea that you know it's these um you know it's just these no it's it's so many petty squabbles and people hate each other and um the the people who actually are from the house of lancaster and york have nothing to do with with the cities or the counties themselves they're from london mostly they don't you know a lot of yorkshire was owned by the lancastrians just to upset upset. and also part one of my friends who's just starting a uh, lancastrian force he told me where he was from and I looked it all up for him in my research, I, and I broke it to him that no, it's all it's all Yorkist, mate. <laughs> it was all loads. <laughs> it was, so he's he's gone and found some hideously obscure lord to lead his force that no one's heard of. Like I like nobody has ever heard of this chap, and he's he's painting up the forces of the Forest of Rossendale or something like that. Um, oh, and, and, I, and I was looking at it going that. I'm not sure that was ever a thing, but okay. <laughs> That's how far, just so he didn't have to have a Yorkist leader. Um, so, uh, but yeah, that's, that's it. And, and as I've done that, um, I started doing the, um, the history videos and I like doing those where I sort of, I'll build a unit and then as I build it, I'll do the history of, of the chap and then sort of show a unit off at the end. And it's my way of incorporating my personal research interests into, into my hobby. I've just I've just got this vision now in my head of of three boxes of Perry mercenaries in a shop somewhere, and one of them's kind of oh I'm I'm going into Ken's Italian Wars army, yeah. and then the other ones oh well I'm going into Martin's uh, Wars of the Roses, and then the other lot the box opens and this this Steve there with a knife going and a carrot and a carrot oh bollocks what did we do wrong. <laughs> Well, I, I, ha- I hate to tell you, Martin, but I um, I started my Napoleonic army um, when I was 12, um, and I'm now in my mid-50s, and I haven't finished it yet. It, I... Yeah, I, I think I figured it, it, this is a it's just never going to end, and I've just I'm just going to accept that fact and just not lie to myself about it. I think that's the best way forward. I think it's the I think it's the only way forward. Um, I was talking in the in the last episode that with my with my guest that I've I've got about nine thousand fifteen mil Napoleonics, um, and I still add to it every now and again. So mm. it's just just one of those things, isn't it? It's the mad mad crazy hobby that we have, um, and I always do a shout out for our partners um, because how the hell they put up with us, I've got absolutely I... no idea. I know, I know. Yeah. I, I, I do. When I say to Haley, I, I don't know, Steve. I don't think it's you. I say, oh, oh, can I show you something? And she'll just look at me and go, "Is it about models?" <laughs> yeah. Like, like maybe. <laughs> you know, but I just want to get your opinion on something. Do you know what? What I always get. Why is it? Why is it painted green? I was like, what? 
Can't you throw in some like electric pink or glitter? No, no, no. Because no. it's in no. Vietnam. <laughs> so, yeah. I was going to say, sure. Steve, you're, you've just you've just um, you're just venturing into into the Nam at the moment. Yeah. Um, with the is it the Rubicon models? Yeah, the Rubicon models. Making? Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> to, to to quote Dom, and it's kind of gross. Moist. Yeah. Moist. <laughs> moist. They are. <laughs> Some of the loveliest models I've painted in um, a good long time. They're just what my, what because I've, I've painted I've been painting warlord stuff for years now. The sort of mm. heroic scale, a bit, bit more chunky. Yeah. Whereas the Rubicon ones, their their proportions and their scales are really lifelike. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's I've never painted never painted this era. Um, and I just I just thought, well, okay, a bit of research. And yeah, really enjoying them, and I can paint them really quickly as well. So I want to get through these because I want to pick up the um, the sort of opposing box, the Viet Cong box. Um, so they'll be next, and I think Rubicon have got um, NVA in the pipeline as well. Um, oh, good! Yeah. So it's going to be a good range because people have been asking me what what, what rule system are going to are going to use, and I think I'm either going to use um, the Chain of Command supplement or um, Someone's written a quite a comprehensive bolt action add-on for, for Vietnam. Okay, um, mm. so it's going to be quite interesting. Plus, I've got a, I've got a, an absolute crap load of, <laughs> of jungle scenery <laughs> from bolt action, so I don't have to uh, I don't have to go out and buy myself any new scenery, which is always a always a bonus because I hate building and painting terrain. So, yeah, there's definitely uh, definitely um, some. Uh, some rogue uh, in that because we've got we've got a really nice desert set up for our World War Two early war desert and it's like hmm should we do crusades next because <laughs> it's in the <laughs> desert that's um when um I was I was because I'm doing my my crusade one at the minute and then me and Steve both bought the Tobruk set from from Flames yeah. of War you know because yeah. it's a really nice set and I was I was sitting there looking at it going well that that mat's good. So I was, I was when I was looking for my mat, I was yeah. like, I need to find one that's like not got. I don't. I need, I need anything that's not too obviously either period. I found a good one, and then I've I've been using the MDF buildings from Blots Miniatures because yeah. it makes some really nice desert buildings, and I've bought exactly the same buildings in twenty eight mil and fifteen mil. <laughs> so, I, yeah. so I was like, I'm just going to paint these up at exactly the same time. So I've got these little mini mini ones. So I, I'm looking really looking forward to setting that up actually. Yeah, I think um, I think a, a, a green mat, a desert mat, and a sea mat um, is kind of all all that you mm. need. I, yeah, I, I see some mats that have the roads on them and fields laid out yeah. and everything, and I think they're they're good for one setup, and you, you kind of gonna get bored very very look, quickly. That's it. They they look nice, but exactly, you're either gonna have to hide it under other scenery or utilize it every time. Yeah, it's a bit bit, yeah. bit limited. Martin, are you ever gonna take advantage of a um? A blue map for the windy boat game or any boat game? No, no, no. Have you not? Have you not? Have you not fallen? I I remember the the discussions on the windy boat game. Um, I I, 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 I I liked the windy boat game until I attempted to build and paint the ships from the windy boat game. Yeah, and then when I came at the darkened room to to calm down. Um, I decided I didn't want to paint them anymore. I can't even remember what it's called. What is it? What's it actually called? I think it's called. uh, Is it? Cruel, no, black, cruel, black, no. Black, black, black seas, seas. Yeah, black, yeah. Seas. black, black seas. seas, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, because I watched what it did to you, Free, and I and the other, and I have no desire. Like, why would I want to do that to myself? I'd just much rather laugh at you lot. And... Although, did you see? Um, I don't know if you see this, but Ian, who owns oh, Boards and Swords, yes, where we held held crack, he mm. he held a he rigged up like a hundred like a hundred ships yes. himself, um, yeah. and then he held. I think it was what was what did they say? It was like eighteen foot by four foot yeah. game it was, it of was it. Some... It looked amazing. No, it... I'd never. I'd play it. I'd happily play it with someone else's miniatures. I, I'll happily do it, but I, I, I have z- zero interest and desire no, to do it no myself. Wo- <laughs> no word of a lie. That the, the first the, the first ship that I rigged for that, I was flailing around my room like Basil Faulty. Do you know where he attacks? <laughs> where he attacks his car? That that yeah. was that was me. I was just I had the ship stuck to my hand. I was dropping the thread. I was I just. I don't know, and I, I think there's six come in that box, and I made two, mm. and I've never looked at it ever again. I mean, big big props to people that could. I mean, the, the Ian's was just fantastic. I just, I even, I, I even said to him, yeah. kind of said, I don't know, I do not I, know how you. No, I've got to give someone a shout out on the PC. There's a guy called Martin in the PCP Facebook group. Uh, there's a guy called Martin, um, who uh, Martin Stewart, and he he pops up pictures of his work in progress and his first work oh, in progress picture yes. is, is i wouldn't even have gone that far <laughs> i would have looked at that <laughs> yeah but he is it, it is a day off thing the day off if you could do it and you have the patience to do that i mean i have patience for doing heraldry and things but for some reason the idea of doing rigging no it just doesn't i just know yeah. that i'm gonna hate it so i'm not gonna even <laughs> attempt it yeah, I did. I did. Um, I don't know, they're still, I've still got them here. They, I did a lot of Napoleonic ships, the Rod Langton ships, um, a few years ago. Very, very detailed. Um, and I remember I'd, I'd been doing them for a couple of months. Um, we were putting a big display on at Sheffield, um, and my wife came in. Um, she, she was in the front room, and she came in and she said, "Oh, you, you're getting better at those ships, aren't you?" And I said, what, what are you talking about? Well, she said, you were down to three buggers, two bastards and a fuck on that one. It's a good level of measurement, that. It's a good scale. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 level, of swear, the level of swearing uh, was, was reducing slowly as we went along. So um, we, we, at, the end of, at the end of the first part of the, of the, the podcast, um, uh, we I always talk about the Venn diagram of wargaming, and that's just looking at you as a wargaming personality, um, and breaking it down into wargamer, painter, collector, and historian, and just seeing how those kind of affect how you personally game. Because um, every everybody's different in this hobby. Um, some people with carrots are more different than others. Um, but <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where we go. So, Martin, then, where where do you see yourself with the, in those four categories? Um, I'd like to think, and I'm sure other people say this, that I actually fit fairly sort of central between. between mm. I mean, I my my historical research compl- is used to fuel my modeling which i so if if i if i know if i can find out something about a certain personality for example from the wars of the roses i'll try and represent that on the model um and then likewise into the painting my research i'll look into things like heraldry and things like that and i will try and do that as best i can i've just tried well i've just done the earl of warwick which i'm never going to attempt to do again um (laughs) and um i had always idea about doing it mounted and dismounted no 
he's just dismounted. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and um, but also I, I I'm doing them because I want to game with them. But then also they're mm. okay. So I, I I like to think personally that I I do hit some kind of happy balance between all of them. If I had to pick one, I would probably say that I more. I lean into the painting probably more than I do mm. the others, but it, but I do get, I'm quite lucky and I do get, I do get quite a lot of gaming in as well. Um, so, um, but because my collections are, are now the size they are, I can play large games and be working on painting up a different project, um, mm. or, you know, at, at the same time. So I'd like, I think I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence, literally <laughs> sit in, in the middle, middle. <laughs> right in the middle. Yeah. Are you a seller of stuff? Do you do you get rid of stuff on? I I I so I will sell things begrudge begrudgingly, but I know that I ha- I will have no chance of ever using again. Um, I don't like um, just just take hold of them and then sell them the next day, like someone who was a guest on your show a few uh, a couple of <laughs> few months ago. Um, but I'm sure I'm sure we may come on to that. Um, but if it, um, for example, my old some. Old Warhammer collections, I, I've got rid of things like that. Old old Warhammer scenery that I'm never going to use because I don't mm. need that many skulls on a tower when I'm playing, you know, the Wars of Roses <laughs> or or Napoleonic, you know, stuff like that. My, you know, I've, I've just moved be past those kind of things now. Um, I, I say I've I've sold some Napoleonics. I had the whole idea I was going to do a Prussian army, and I painted up a few things, and then I went, you know what? I don't need this in my life. I've already got <laughs> British and French, and so so I will sell things, um, but I won't. Um, I don't set out to do it. I just sort of yeah, if, I, if I'm not going to, you know, do anything with it, then it will go. Yeah, no worries. So Steve, war gamer, painter, collector, historian. How do you see yourself in that? I would say that the painter, collector, historian are about equal, but the, the yeah. gaming is slightly less. I mean, it's not not for want of trying. It's just mm. you know, where I live is predominantly a forty k dominated club place, so most clubs really don't want you to. No, no, I wasn't saying want you to show up, but I think there is there is definitely more a a, um, a veering towards. Big shooty space guns than mm. um, than than historical, but for like Martin said though, I think it's I'm broadly the same. The the historical research leads on to the the painting, which then leads onto the collecting. Um, and I love I love because I do I read I read a lot of World War Two stuff, and I'll I'll find a particular battle or a particular regiment or a particular unit or a particular character. I think how could I incorporate that into into collecting bolt action, um, mm. and it's it 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 does snowball. Uh, for the, the, the example, at the moment I'm doing a eleventh um, armored division project for bolt action, and I've been reading some some cracking articles about them on on, on the internet, and you just you just go down this rabbit hole. I know Dom's mentioned it that he'll. He'll, he'll he'll find out one particular thing, and next thing you know, you no know, three hours have gone, and he's researched the entire thing. And <laughs> an hour an hour later, he's painted the army up. Um, hey, yeah, yeah, don't drink when you're doing that. That's the key. There's no drinking when you're doing that. No, no, yeah. de- 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 definitely not. Um, but no, I think if I had to, if I had to choose one, the thing I get the most joy from from the hobbies, painting and modeling, um, mm. it's just something that I just enjoy doing. I'm, I've always said this about um, if I have a day off work, I, I could happily do a nine to five at home, just sat at my desk painting, listen to music, some Vimto, 
and I'm 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 good to go. And that that is my <laughs> that's that's my favourite day. Uh, I mean, it, it's just it centres me, it relaxes me, and I've always been a creative person, and um, I just like painting and modelling. It's just it's just one of those things. It's just such a it's just a passion for me. And I think that that mm. that's important when it comes to the hobby. You don't have passion. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get that from the hobby. So I know. I know there's people out there who prefer to game rather than paint, um, and you know whatever whatever floats your windy boat. But <laughs> for, for 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 me, it's painting, painting and modeling. Because I mean, I'll I'll be sat here beavering away at something, and my girlfriend will say, "Do you actually ever do anything with those toy soldiers?" And I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. Throw some dice occasionally, and I look at them and I think I made that. Well, I didn't make them, but I painted those. They're mine, yeah. And no, no one has got anything like that. So I think for me, it's the I'll always, I'll always be a painter and modeler. Yeah, there's there's definitely a sense of achievement when you you set the you know I, I did this thing called troops on parade where I put a, a collection on the table, and I can just sit there for ages going, oh, it's all right, that yeah, I did that. It's not bad at all. I remember the. the me and my mate spent, uh, well, he spent a while. I spent three weeks painting up uh, armies for bolt action. I did my American Marines and he had his, his Japanese. And it was the first time we'd played bolt action. Mm. Um, we, we came around, man, we had it, it was an all nighter. Um, we, we sat down, we set the table, we set the armies up. We both stood back and went, bloody hell, that looks good. Because um, <laughs> it, it was the first time we'd, 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 we'd gained bolt action. We'd spent quite a while putting these armies together. He, 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 Throwing himself into his, he he's, he's written kanji names on the underside of his tanks. He's just he, he properly threw himself into the um, the the the, uh, the IJA, and we just looked back and we thought that's a that looks bloody good, and we we had a thoroughly good game. Um, I think that it's little things like that that you, you can't beat. Really, it's just it's just a, a visceral thing. Brilliant. Right, well, we'll take a quick break now and um, before we move on to our next section when we have a little bit of a chat about bigger games. Um, so we'll be back with you in a second. So just a reminder, everyone, that uh, unfortunately the normal second section of the podcast on big games uh, failed to uh, record. Um, so a little bit of advertising. Um, if you're not aware, Henry Hyde, um, the uh, the legend that he is, has uh, got his War Games Campaigns book out um, at last after, I believe, it's nearly eight years of writing. It's a massive, massive book, 500 plus pages. Um, um, goes along with the War Games Compendium that was out uh, a number of years ago, uh, available from Pen and Sword. Um, so, um, if you haven't already, get your order in for Henry's new book. It is a massive uh, collection of ideas and um, chat about about war games campaigns so get hold of that uh, we'll also we've not done this for a while we'll also have a quick word from our sponsors on your halls don't know who to fly with <laughs> then why don't you go a up and away with yorkshire airlines Air Dorises will always give you the warmest of welcomes. Mate, wipe my bloody feet. <laughs> Our 
flight crew are the very best. This is Captain Boycott speaking. During that flight, we'll be flying at whatever height I like for as long as I bloody like, because I'm captain, right? And your safety is our concern. Right, you lot. Shut, Shut up, belt up. And if you can't see the bloody exits, you must be bloody blind. Yorkshire Airlines, departing Leeds International Airstrip, touching down 20 minutes later at Leeds International Airstrip. Because if it's outside Yorkshire, it's not worth bloody visiting. Okay, we're back. It's the Yorkshire Gamer Quiz, the bit that all my guests dread. Um, and uh, before we start, we have to do the disclaimer because some people get very upset on the Tinterweb nets um, that I, they think I'm taking the Michael out of them, and, and I'm not because uh, this is just a uh, a reflection of how Yorkshire Gamer you are. And you might be right, you might be wrong, but coming from Yorkshire, we're right. So. I'm sorry. Uh, so we uh, this this always goes. This is this is always interesting with two people going. Um, so we'll do the questions um, in one go. Um, so I'll ask the question, and then I'll get. A, we'll just do Martin first, and then Steve each time. Um, so are we ready to go, guys? Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 excellent. Yeah. So first of all, uh, go big or go home, Martin. Go big. Go big. Stay. Go home. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Don't even leave the home. That's the... Don't even leave, leave the home. home. No. Don't mix with humanity. It's bad for you. <laughs> uh, contrast paints, great or a gimmick? Martin. There's no middle ground for you, is there? Uh, I, uh, I'll, have to go no. with, I'll, have to, I'll have to go with great because I use them, but I use them with everything else. Stay. I've uh, very limited use, but I have enjoyed them as well. I'll say great. Paintbrushes. Are we going reek down posh, down south Windsor and Newton like, or Yorkshire made pro art? Martin. I'm literally looking at both right now. I use both. Um, <laughs> I, I I use Windsor and Newton though for all the all the, the tarting up. So that's so all, all the special. So, but I buy more pro art, so I'll go pro art because I buy more of them. Good, good lad, good lad, Steve. Um, I think everyone knows what my my answer. I know what yours is. Windsor and Newton. I've used them for years. Oh. Dear me, dear me. Keep giving people jobs up north, pro art is. <laughs> I'll send you a little picture of um, little Johnny struggling to feed his family. <laughs> he's, 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 had to send his, he's had to send his lad up the chimney because you're not buying the brushes. Oh, the hobbying guilt is incessant. <laughs> So, 96 figures, Martin. Is that an army or a unit of pike? It's a unit of pike. Hey, Steve. That's a large army. <laughs> uh, Steve's doing well so far. He's not uh, He's not graced the positive points yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You've got Sean. Sean Clark's that is, has done the worst or the best, depending on which way round you, you'd like to, to go. So, um, Martin, six by four table is that big or small? 
<laughs> it's what I can fit on in my route. In my uh it's it's uh, uh, it's small for what I want to do. Very good, Steve. Um, given that I live in a a sort of a, a shoebox size apartment, um, it's big. We're going for. A, we're going to organise a game, Martin. Do you want to do points based or historical order of battle? Historical order of battle. What am I on, Steve? Yeah, historical. Oh, good lad, good lad, good lad. <laughs> uh, another controversial subject here. I can, I'll see. I'm going to lose on this one. Um, mixing mixing paints, wet palette or old bit of MDF, Martin. Oh. I use an old tile I found in in the street. Oh, uh, uh, good lad! <laughs> oh, that's fine. Old old tiles, old bits of newspapers, all fine. It's the newfangled wet palette thing. I I I, I, I the others will tell you I I I don't like wet palettes, but that's there's a specific reason and story behind it. But I won't go into it. <laughs> <laughs> does it does it involve like mold forming in it and that? Yes, but it was it was it was one of my employees, and he left it in the office because I let my employee we, we let our me and my business partner because we we're both into wargaming let our employees paint at their at their desks. <laughs> yep. So even though we've got no, our, our business is obviously enough to do a wargaming, and he left his wet palette, and I couldn't find it, and I could eventually have found it through smell. Oh. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a public health information warning for wet palettes. Don't use them. Don't leave them in hot, confined spaces. They smell. Um, uh, Steve, you've not answered, mate. Are you um, a wet palette man? I am not, no. I use, uh, in fact, even, even though you can't see it, we're on camera, I use, I buy packs of these cheap things. Oh, yes, the artist palettes. Yeah. Art, yeah, I get five of them for about two quid, and they're dirt cheap, and they work, and they don't go mouldy, and they don't smell. So uh, I, I I heard the best one. You know Robin, who I uh, played the Wars of the Roses oh, games yeah. against. Do you know what he uses? He uses um like tape, like masking tape. Basically, he had a bit of cardboard, and then when he's done with it, he wraps some parcel tape around it, and then he keeps going. And it's now like as thick as the Bible, and it's just one. <laughs> and he keeps on going. Like he sent me a picture of it. I was like, he goes, "It's just paint. It's just dried paint, and it's getting thicker and thicker and thicker." Do you know what you should do? Frame it and call it a Jackson Pollock. That's why I said. I said. I think. He, I think it's going to be his legacy that he passed on to his kids. He's just going to keep wrapping <laughs> tape around it. Well, the the old bit of MDFI use kind of does that, and it builds up over time. And then one of the most therapeutic things you can do is just shave off the layers of paint. Yeah, and and you get like lovely psychedelic pictures. It's like looking into one of them kaleidoscopes that you used to have oh. when you were a kid. Absolutely amazing. With this tile, which is uh, which proudly says "Made in Argentina" on the back of it, <laughs> oh, um, nice. um, you can you can you know I don't I'll stop using this when it's full. I'll pour um, I'll boil the kettle, pour water, and then you can just peel the whole load of acrylic paint off, and then you're ready to go again. Yeah, I I, I oh. regular I, I clean my palette on a week. I just scrape bits off it. Um, yeah, it's dirt cheap. Superb. So, question eight: undercoating figures. Are we going black or white, Martin? Now I go white. Now white. Steve? Uh, neither. Neither? <laughs> You're not one of these zenith, zenithal weirdos, are no, you? No, no. I, I mentioned this like the, the other week on the podcast because Ken, Ken was aghast that I, I brush prime. He, he couldn't yeah. get his... He, um, I, I, um, I prime in brown. 
Ooh, yes. I've, I'll, I'll give you half a point for that because it's kind of in between the two, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of not making your mind up, really, which we don't do here. You might, it's either one or the other. There's no middle ground here, up here. And speaking of which, question nine. Um, Yorkshire tea or a dirty, mucky coffee, Martin? What are you having to be uh, brew? Yorkshire tea. That's what's in the cupboard. Oh, no, no. Superb. Was it Typhoon in it? It's Typhoon in it. That's what you oh, know. Don't, don't talk to me about that floor sweeping <laughs> rubbish. Okay. I paid money. I paid money for that hotel room. We'll talk about that later on. Anyway, stick. When you say dirty, yucky coffee, is that just any coffee in general? Yeah, well, I mean, it's all just a dark mess for me. I've been known I, to drink espresso when I'm falling asleep, and that's about it. I function on coffee, so I'm going to have to say coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Special question for you then, Steve. Coffee or Vimto? Oh, come on. Oh. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say coffee because oh. Vimto sort of my painting drink was coffee just makes me function during the day. So yeah, so maybe yeah. coffee's more medicinal and Vimto's additional for pleasure. Say, yeah, yeah, Vimto for pleasure, coffee for well, keep it <laughs> keeping me walking and talking. <laughs> So, War Games units, Martin, do you like them tightly packed or socially distanced? Oh, um, if I had the option, I'd say tightly packed. A tightly packed unit, Steve. What are you going for, mate? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my turnip twenty eight hat on. I'm gonna say um, tightly packed. Hmm. Tightly, a tightly packed turnip. Oh. <laughs> That's a weekend you'd never forget. No, I, I, that sounds like something that you'd find it in A&E at 2am. <laughs> Tightly packed. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Right, moving on. <laughs> uh, question 11. Um, Two-hour club game or a weekend monster game, Martin? Which would you go for? A weekend monster game. Oh, oh, superb. You're doing very well, Martin. Uh, Steve, not so, but <laughs> which are you going for? Uh, the the two-hour one. The two-hour one. I knew you would, mate. I knew you would. Um, we're on to the next Skinner of Two Fat Lardies uh, honorary question, um, and that's avocado. Is it just posh, mushy peas? Martin? I dislike both. So, uh, is that both? I, I, uh, I, yeah, I'll, I'll say, I'll say it is because I wouldn't eat it. I wouldn't eat either of them. So, <laughs> oh dear. Do you not, do you, uh, are you, a, are you a fish and chip person? Yeah, yeah, I, lo- I love, I love fish and chip. I like peas. I just hate mushy peas. I like mushy peas. peas. I like fish. I just don't like mushy peas. No, do you know what, my my girlfriend's the same. She'll eat processed or garden peas, but you put mushy peas in front of it, it's like you've just literally thrown up on her plate. She well, that's basically all it is to me. It's just someone who's who's eating peas and they just lobbed it back up for you. Remember when I, I, I told you guys about pea wet? No. Pea wet is in, in Wigan. <laughs> they um the no the 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 the, the, the juice from mushy peas. They have that. Wow. They have that poured over their chips. That's nice. Not That's not a thing. 
It that honestly, it's a real. it's a thing. It's a thing in Wigan. Pee wet. Pee wet. I, I'm gonna go, if I survive, so go to Wigan. I have some pee wet. Oh, that's what I'll get. I won't get anything else. You'll get you get chips with um, mushy pea juice poured over them. Wow, that's that's a, a revelation. I think it's a Michelin star revelation. Pack, I think I'd rather have to tightly pack turnip. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be some there'll be some restaurant in France that'll call that um spring pea jus or yes. something like that and they'll be making a fortune out of it. Isn't isn't Wigan where they do the pie sandwiches? Yeah, did um you can go, I used to work with a guy from Wigan and he said he used to eat lasagna sandwiches. Oh yeah, anything anything is put between two pieces of bread. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think Martin might be googling. I, I, I did, I did. I, and the first thing that comes up is a scouser tries uh, pee wet. <laughs> I'm not going to click on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me! Uh, yeah. Enlightening. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those not to Google at work, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. 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 Um, so, Steve, um, avocado? Is it just posh mushy peas? See, I I like avocado with Mexican food. I like guacamole, um, mm. which is just basically, isn't it just diced avocado? Um, uh, I'm going to say posh mushy peas. Here we go. Posh mushy peas, good lad, good lad. Northerners, we've got to stick it. We've got to stick on the anti-avocado <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, road. Um, the universal question. The universal question. Can you guys keep it as a hundred percent? Um, and that is round dice, spherical dice. Are they allowed or banned on your table, Martin? I own them, but they're banned because someone gave them to me. I hate them. Brilliant. Somebody tried to buy me some uh, partisan, but they couldn't yeah. find any. Um, oh, just, oh I'll, I'll, I'll send them these ones. They've ne- I got I got given these. They were like, oh, you'll love these. Like, no, no, just stay in. They stay, they've never left the, the, the tray where I keep all my dice. <laughs> stay... Would you let them on your table, mate? No, because I've got images of like no Indiana Jones who's been been chased by the I imagine, I imagine my little dudes running away like no. It's this great big but no banned, absolutely banned. banned. Oh, it, it's you know many people say that you can't get war gamers to universally agree on scales and periods and size of table and and, and all that sort of stuff, but. Bring them together over round dice. Oh yeah, yeah. Nah. We can we can definitely agree that. So, question fourteen. Um, we're down the chippy, and are you having had a core cod, Martin? Uh, cod. Cod. Steak. Cod. Cod. Excellent. Good choice. Good choice. Um, bit of an old school question for number fifteen. Do you like a good table in a set of rules, like a casualty table, or do you prefer something where it's just dice-based? Martin? Uh, I like casualty models on the board. I like adding more models onto the board than taking them off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess... Uh, when you say dice-based, what do you mean as an indicator? What do you mean like... Is it, oh, uh, um, so uh, so you, you, you with... You might roll two dice and then cross-reference it with the number of figures and that would give you casualties. Or you'd roll and the dice would tell you whether there was a casualty, you know, like fives and six kills or something like that. 
Oh no, I'll, it, it would be, it would be the dice thing. I want more more gaming. I don't. I want less time referencing things. I want so, cool. so we can play more game. Cool, Steve. Absolutely dice because this dates back to my my very first war gaming club. These sort of elder statesman gamers used to play these really obscure um, like World War Two games. And no joke, they would spend three hours looking at charts. I mean, I'm, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking. They were they were holding out bits of paper wider than the financial times these were just huge great big charts um and they were determining weather and accuracy it was just like we're playing 40k here just i mean i know we had charts of 40k back then but we're not we're not we're not we're not looking at reprogramming the star wars defense system it's just a, yeah it's just no so i went up a bit of a tangent there a bit of a rant but no dice dice definitely for me that's fine. That's fine. Question 16. Um, 28 mil is king, yes or no? Yes. Martin? Yes. Steve? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's some idiot going around saying that it's dead, apparently. <laughs> I know. We, we've um, come up, we've, 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 haven't we come across him, Martin? Yeah, yeah, we have. I mean, I, I remember because he... he he told us in in the and we were probably conscious in the PCP, but I remember when he floated the idea for the topic. Actually, no, he didn't actually tell us. He he posted the podcast yeah, just, yeah. and it, he posted it, and then we all saw what it was, and, we, and then the chat, our little group, went, we "Were like, what are you doing?" I had to, <laughs> I had to apologize on Twitter for that. I had, I had to say, look, because I know I normally promote the the PCP on there, and I put it on there, and I mm. said. I just want to make a, put a, a bit of a disclaimer. I did not come up with this subject. It's nothing to do with me. Don't hunt me down and kick the crap out of me. <laughs> so, question 17, nearly there. Unpainted miniatures allowed on the table. Yes or no, Martin? If I had the, the power of life and death in my hands, no. <laughs> They're not. No. Not to discourage anyone, but no. No. I, I'm, see... I'm going to say no, but with a caveat. I think yeah. I think I, th- I remember. I remember Dom um, may have had the same thing. If they're new to the hobby, or yeah. it, it's a bit of a, just a training game, a bit of a basic. Because uh, I mean, I, I've played Blood Bowl with unpainted miniatures, just so I could I could show people how to play Blood Bowl um, in the past. But ordinarily, I'd say I'd say if someone showed up with. 12 50 points of unpainted bolt action um i'd I'd probably play them but i would be the worst worst opponent they've ever (laughs) retribution would be swift and punishing i can tell you but um yeah i'd I'd say i'd say no but with a caveat yeah no worries with that um the most important question um number 18 um, and I'm not sure whether you guys are football fans or not, but uh, uh, the question is, of course, Bradford City or Leeds United, Martin? Uh, I don't follow football. Uh, I know Bradford has a big archaeology department. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll say Bradford just because of the university. <laughs> well done, Steve. Bradford. Excellent. I haven't got my Bradford City top on tonight. I've got something else on. So I normally stand there and like put the badge up against the camera. <laughs> Ken, how, how many? When, when you've asked that question in the past, how many people have said, "Boo, dirty leads." Oh, dirty leads. Dirty yeah. leads. <laughs> dirty leads. Dirty leads. Yeah, it's uh, they were they were well done in the in the early seventies. 
it really was just fighting, 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 more fighting, and then somebody would kick a ball for five minutes, and then they fight <laughs> again. It was just, it was a different world, different world. So, 19, uh, Yorkshire, all the other place over the hill, Martin. My Wars of Rises Army is purely Yorkist. So, oh, Yorkshire. Well done. Steve, you're on that side of the Pennines, so are you going Yorkshire or the other place over the hill? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I'm, I'm apart from a few years when I didn't live in England, I'm, I'm Cheshire born and bred, me. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd call it a score draw. Um, score no, I'm, I'm, draw. I'm, no, no, I'm going I'm to say Yorkshire because I've been to some absolutely fantastic places in Yorkshire and the folk there are always friendly. Very true. I had my, Very I had true. my stag do in York. Okay, Martin, your stag do sounded absolutely awesome. <laughs> Don't remember. The authorities, <laughs> the authorities might still be listening. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, finally. Um, Games Workshop are the work of the devil, yes or no? Oh, um, looking at it through my 38-year-old eyes now, I will say yes, but this will have a caveat, is that I still think they're yeah. good for getting people into the hobby um, because they've got the high street presence of dedicated stores. Um, so um, I think they are a great gateway and then you can snatch those people and show them the wonderful world that's out there for all these other things <laughs> yeah the, the word gateway gets used a lot it's like cannabis or something like that <laughs> basically because you, yeah, you can get them on that and then you could go did you know there's a cheaper way a cheaper yeah, more yeah. fun fulfilling way yeah proper plastic crack exactly <laughs> and finally Steve yours mate I don't. I'm sort of torn because, like, like I mentioned earlier, I I cut my wargaming teeth on on and on Games Workshop products in the early nineties, mm. and I just have many great memories of playing those games. I love the lore. Mm. I love the fluff, the background. I love reading the books. Even now, I read the books now. Um, I'm. I can see why people would see them as the spawn of Beelzebub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. No they're not. No. No, no worries. Well thank you very much for that guys. Um we we um we didn't get serial killer top trumps back in again, but um, we, we, we did get a few things in there. Um, so, Martin, uh, depending on which way around you think, um, you did rather well. Um, 80%, which is a very good score. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, Steve, obviously, you're not a big gamer, so um, there's a few questions in there that we're going to go against <laughs> you. So, But 52.5% is ooh, very good. Ooh, ooh. I'm over 50%. I'm happy with that. What, yeah, did, what did what did um what, what did Ken get? I can't remember what those guys got. I'd have to go. I'd have to go I back think, and check. I think yeah. Dom Dom's was quite high. I think I actually think Dom may have been the same as Martin. I think he had eighty percent. It's about eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Ken wasn't that Ken wasn't that far off. But he did say uh, it's Ken, so he did say some daft stuff. Uh, but uh, he wasn't that far off. And he's very pro wet palate as well, so there we go. Oh yeah, oh dear me. 
Yeah. Well, I'm glad we've had that wet pallet story because that's made my day. The, the smelly <laughs> wet pallet that's emptied yeah. an office. That is that is perfect. Um, so before we finish this uh, this section off, we 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 go to the War Games Room 101, um, and that's where our guests uh, try and convince me that one of their pet hates should be loaded up onto my trailer at the back of my car and taken down to the War Games tip on a Saturday afternoon um, and chucked in with all the old nappies and old bloody mattresses and all that rubbish. Um, so, um, Martin, have you have you been able to think of uh, uh, pet hate? Uh, uh- I, I've got I've got one in 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 our in in our hobby. Uh, so this is oh, about re, this is about repercussion, right? Um, and it's 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 not right. It's 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 painting gadgets. I hate them. <laughs> I painting hate gadgets. Them. like gadgets. Like like and, and it's it's a bit of a, a broad church out. It, it's things like de- like dedicated paint holders that turn three sixty degrees and have a gyroscope in them, so that, that you know or. Um, <laughs> Or like magnet applying devices, and you're just like, it's just glue in a cocktail stick, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't under, I just don't see the need, and it's just more procrastination. To it's just like, I, and I, I was looking, I look at some painting videos because I like watching other like you, big YouTubers, little YouTubers, um, yeah. uh, whatever people are doing them, and and I see these these crazy like painting handles or. Um, or, or devices that they're using to like steady that. Have you seen the ones that are like they're steady in their hands? Have you seen them? No. They're like they're mean? like a. It's like a. It's like a, you know, like a like an archer will wear. Yeah. Like mm. a, yeah, it's, it's a bit like that, and it's got like I, I don't know what it's got. Yeah, I, I just do you know I, like I, I certainly go to my being really harsh. Is, they, is, is it have they got something wrong with their hand or something? Like and I looked it up and it was the affiliated link down below and it's on Amazon and it, it's just I just don't see. The need, the need for it, and um, I know there's obviously your your war gaming rules, which is just get on with it. Basically, you know, don't don't look about. Um, yeah. and, and it's just you know, I can see I can see an application for the airbrush. Um, you know, I can see that, especially when it comes to vehicles and tanks. I get, I get mm. it, I get it. Um, it, the wet palette is something I don't don't deal uh, mm. deal with, and and it you know because people say oh, it keeps your paint wet, and I'm just sitting there thinking, just mix more paint, <laughs> paint paint more. Yeah paint more you know or it, it keeps yeah. that that you know unless you're unless you're a sort of commission painter and that's your day-to-day job and you're doing it for eight hours and you need that blend you know i can kind of see it there but i see these people i've got my wet palette and i've got my, my 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 gyroscopic painting handle and you're just sitting there going you, the cost of that and that that's that's two more regiments i i couldn't understand have you seen the it's a games workshop product for holding your water, but apparently it's got grooves that you yeah. can put your. Do, 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 do you know what I use? I don't know if you can see this. This is my daughter's sippy cup from when yeah. she was a baby because it, you know it's, it's got two handles. It's just because it's got the two handles on it. Do you know what I use? It's that. It's an egg cup. <laughs> it's got it's got That's water it. in it, and there's no grooves yeah. in it. And at the end of the day, I pour the water yeah. away and I get yeah. some new stuff. And when I finish painting, I. I clean my brush on a bit of dirty old. Yeah, I, I don't need. I don't need to fork oh, out. It's, it, oh. it's like it's like the you know. Again, I can see if you buy really expensive brushes like there's brush soaps and things like that. And I'm looking at. I've got some brush soap because I, I it's, you know, I thought oh, maybe I should buy. It. And I looked at it and I was like, do you know what's going? It's just it's, I've never used it. It's just there in a, in, in a little block as as a reminder of like what not to buy. 
like, like I just, I just don't, I don't see the need. I feel that a lot of our hobby, obviously, the, you know, what we like pretty things as war gamers. We like shiny things. We like shiny models. We like nice brushes. And there, there are a lot of people who I feel will obviously they'll take advantage of that because they're businesses. But uh, like the late, like the latest one, and I know some people have bought it, and it's a, uh, it's that airbrush that's. Um, it's like a USB chargeable one, and it's like a re- it's like a t- tiny one, um, and, and I'm I'm looking at it just going, but what like is it is it for, for what you're doing is it, is it, is it worth it? You know, like you, you know, and I and so that's my thing. But I, I these um there's like there was some other painting handle that that Games Workshop just released, um, and I'm sitting there and all, all I use is is a cork with some blue tack on the end. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and and then all all my mixings that my mixing um, sticks are lollipops from the kids. I don't let them throw the sticks out. They put them in the washing up, and then they come into the paper. They come into here. That's I, you know. I, I, this is my mixing stick. It's an old paint. It's an old paintbrush. And you know, another thing as well, I, I didn't. Um, this is it. It's not really a, a, a painting thing. Games Workshop. We've got Games Workshop tape measures. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, I think are they are they a different length? Are they I like a? I, I don't. I, is I, there a Games Workshop method method of? Yeah, I, I just don't. <laughs> I, I just don't understand it. Why, well, why would you? Why would you pay uh, uh, for well, an expensive one? Or you could go down a DIY shop and get yeah. one for a quid, or buy the PCP branded ones. Which excellent, excellent, excellent. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one of the other things that I I still to this day. Uh, and I, I remember buying one, and then afterwards instantly having buyer's remorse. <laughs> Do you remember when everyone bought laser pointers for line of sight? Yeah, there was like, like yeah. oh, you can see this line of sight. But and and then everyone just and then there was this whole period where everyone bought laser pointers, and where they stopped shining them in each other's eyes. Yeah. Um, you, you sat down, and then all they did was argue about where you hold it on the model where you put it on the model to, to then draw it. So you got rid of the, the issue of, oh, you can see it, but it's like, no, no, you put it around the base. No, 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 you hold it at head height. But your head height is different because he's crouching. So, the, on, the only game I've ever seen laser pointers actually work was X-Wing because you've got mm. the arcs and you can yeah, actually... Yeah, you yeah. Could, you, yeah, that, that, that's fine, but yeah. on a, a, a big table where, you know, have a bit of leeway there, lads. You, nah, know, you, no. you, you don't need to be that accurate. <laughs> I, pa- paint, painting gadgets like... Um, special like like metallic mixing cups i use um i use bottle caps from yeah. hobgoblin yeah. uh yeah. and uh and um you know for anything just like that um i use um I, I didn't have any of these around um because i've been drinking out of cans for a while so i didn't have any bottle caps so i went and um my wife had just take, had the last of the paracetamol so i just used the the pill packet the bit of the Top pill of packet that, yeah yeah i just didn't pour it out but no i just think that um like painting gadgets are are just unnecessary really i, I think in, unless you're unless you're a commission painter and you're doing things for a business um or you're painting to like competition levels or something like that mm. i i think they're i think they're they're unnecessary and they get in the way between you and your hobby and you should just and do you, yeah, do you spend I, the money elsewhere yeah. do you think they could be detrimental to the new hobbyist Yes, I think people think they. I think people go on online. If even someone who's joining Games Workshop and and buying one of those armies, and they'll see these people doing these amazing, very very nice looking paint jobs, stunning paint jobs with with airbrushes, and then they get the wet palette out, and this person thinks that's what I need to to get to hobby. I've got to drop two hundred quid on models, and I'm going to have to drop 
100 quid on paint and then 100 quid on these gadgets just like no just buy a pack of models go buy some pro art brushes and um and and just go get some just just get any old acrylic paint and just get started well that's where the um that's where the stop fucking about and paint it comes (laughs) from um because um some some uh, somebody got in contact with me uh, about painting tips uh, and just said i can't understand you know how you do so much stuff in such a short space of time to to the standard that you do it so i said well before i start just tell me your process of painting and and they were going on um you know about setting them up in these handles and and then um doing this type of priming and then using a wet palette and different types of paint and putting on three or four really thin layers of of paint to get everything on and and just kept going and i said can i just stop you there stop fucking about and paint it (laughs) okay and i mean it's uh you know yeah i think it's uh it's a it's a human trait isn't it that you have a hobby and no matter what it is you've got to have gadgets and things for it yeah yeah it's, um, it's when you do, it's but you can it, it, when you add everything on top of it like if you're gonna do if you're gonna do base wash highlight one highlight two glaze dry bright you know all on top of it hmm. if you're then adding even more time on top of that then you're because yeah. i i'll do um you know, I'll do a fair, um, you know, a fair few layers. The faces I, I now highlight quite a bit because I'm, I'm just trying to work mm. on doing different facial expressions. But if it's a rank and file miniature, and they're going to be nah, nah, it just gets, it gets one, maybe two, maybe two coats of paint yeah. on it, and then, and then that's that's done. You get the undercoat and then some highlights, and it's done. If it's a character model, and I'm doing something like, I've, for some reason, I decided to paint Warwick's eyes in that visor, which I'm never going to do again. Um, <laughs> I, I felt that I was going. I felt that if I didn't do it because I'd spent so so, so long on the livery, I would I was going to get like slammed in the comments. Basically, that's what the only reason I did it. I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to avoid that argument and do it. And I am pleased I've done it. I think it looks cool because he looks a little bit concerned um in it but i i feel that i remember when i got into the hobby there used to be a very basic games workshop thing and it was in four pictures and i never forget it and it was like here it is undercoated black here it is block painted red black and in these bits green here it is then with a highlight and then finished with base and that's what you should be able to do in four steps i think mm. i still think if you can show a miniature in four steps start to finish that's it um, I was saying to Steve, I've got the I got a painting video that's going to be coming out um, for these for this Wehrmacht that I've done for mm. um, zero two hundred ads, and there's loads of Wehrmacht videos out there. This isn't a t- I don't even I'm not even going to claim that this is a historically accurate uniform. They look like Germans from World War Two, and that's what I'm going for. And it's going to be that <laughs> that that's what he's going to say right at the start. Um, but I can paint it, you know one of them you know start to finish to what I consider to be a decent a decent tabletop standard in. Know, about 10 minutes including basing you know mm. it's you know and they're on single basis so um you know i that that's to me is all that's needed it looks like a german it's it, you can tell it's a german <laughs> therefore it's german it is german brilliant well i shall um i shall put that on the uh, front of my trailer and uh, leave a bit of the space at the back just in case hey. uh, we've got one from uh, Steve. So what's your nomination for War Games War Room 101, mate? Right. I had to, well, I had one, but then I realised that if I was to use it, 
I'd become a pariah amongst the gaming community. Oh, and, there were, oh. there were, and there would be several contracts probably taken out on me. <laughs> so I put that I put that away. Uh, yeah. I went on to something else. Um, my, my biggest one, and it's something I've never, ever been able to understand, is overly competitive gamers. Oh, yes. Because for, for me, it doesn't matter whether you're playing a game of risk or you're taking part in a, a high-level 40k tournament. We're playing with toy soldiers. Mm. <laughs> and that, that's that. That's it. It's 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 not the end of the world. I think for me is I'm I'm not a, a very competitive person. Um, mm. Although some people who witnessed me playing Call of Duty Four um, back in sort of the late two thousands would probably disagree with that statement. Um, <laughs> but when it when it when it comes to tabletop gaming, um, I'm I'm not competitive at all. I would rather have a good time and have my arse handed yeah. to me every single game without fail um, than be one of these ultra competitive beardy rules lawyer-esque type skid marks that are just <laughs> out, that are just are just out there to completely crush and obliterate and humiliate their opponent where is where is the joy in that? How can you go home and say, well, that was a successful day. I beat everyone and everyone thought I was a complete arsehole. That's not that for me. That's not, that's not the hobby. That's not, that's not how I want to game. And it's mm. luckily, it's not how the majority of people I've ever met have, have ever gamed. Um, to be fair, when, as we got to the, when we, we played Warhammer uh, 40k second edition, we, I said we all hated each other. We got to the point where every game was ultra competitive because we just mm. wanted to just <laughs> just annihilate, just basically the gaming equivalent of stomping on someone's throat. Yeah. That's what we wanted. But when I when I play bolt action now, when, with my mate, we help each other. I don't think you should do that, mate. Well, why not? Well, I, I've got those guys there. All oh, right, I didn't think about that. Um, we, we generally, it's more for, for, for us, it's the narrative side of yeah. things. We'd rather just have a good a good game of spending time with your, your, your friends, throwing some dice and seeing some nice miniatures and some nice scenery. If you, say, if you get a spectacle out of it as well. Yeah. You know, so, so but if you, you want if, to see it. If you've got to go out with a mindset of thinking, right, I don't care who my opponent is or what, what the quality of their army is, I'm going to steamroll them and I do not care. And if if... Anyone asked to look at my rule book, I'm going to say no. Um, and it, it leads on to cheating as well. People who cheat in war games. What is the point? What is the actual point in <laughs> cheating at a war game? I mean, you might as well just yeah. you might as it, well just quit the hobby. I mean, if I if I if I tried to, well, I don't think I could try and min max and list and all that. If you look at the way I, I, I get beaten, so I think on my channel I've won. Maybe three games out of all my battle reports, um, but you know I'd have given up wargaming a long time ago if it if it if it mattered, um, you know. Or, or I'm not, you know. I think there are. I don't. I don't. I don't understand it either. To me, it's about the spectacle. You've you've painted these awesome eyes, as you said, creating a narrative. And if you and your opponent, um, so like the stuff I'm doing with Robin at the minute, and if you know, you said, um, you know, about looking at the rules, we. I don't even bother doing that now. I just go, well, we'll play it this way and then we'll check later. 
you know and if you can find yeah. those people then that's great if, if someone's like no, you know we're gonna spend an hour looking for the rule book i'd probably start packing up now i remember the... I've, I've i've mentioned this on the on the, the podcast once is when i was into the, the x-wing tournament scene and i was drawn against a guy um i was my first ever tournament and the first game was brilliant totally nice bloke we spent the entire 45 minutes laughing and again helping each other um and the next game, he was he was high level. He was like one of these pro players. He'd been over to America to to to, to play in you know high, high level X wing, and it, the game was humorless. It was mm. there was no banter between us. There was no no jokes, no quips. No, it 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 felt sterile. The whole forty five minutes was just a, a a slog, and a it was just awful and. I, I I mean I, I I got trounced, let's be honest. I, I got I got battered. But I managed to kill one of his ships. I, I managed to kill mm. one of his ships. And it, the expression was like he'd caught me on Christmas Day pissing all over his Christmas tree. Because <laughs> it, I, I hadn't just killed one of his ships. I'd I'd ruined it. I'd ruined the game because I know I'd killed one of his ships. And I walked away from that game thinking, I hope. I hope nobody else is like this because that that was not a pleasant game at all, um, and it, it 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 ranks as one of the most unpleasant war gaming experiences um, I've ever had. Um, it was it was it was horrible, uh, but thankfully I've never never come across anyone like that ever again. But it always it always stuck stuck with me. How can anyone approach a hobby, a, a relaxing fun fun game with your friends? Especially yeah. Star Wars as well. How on earth can you be that serious playing Star Wars? Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, he's lucky I wasn't running around the table making Tie Fighter noises. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, <laughs> looking back, I probably should have done. It would have, it would have added a bit of a, a bit of humour to the proceedings. But, but no, for for me, I'm going to say um, overly competitive gamers. It's just, just stop it, lads. Just stop it. I can't. I, again, um, I can't really argue with that at all. Um, so I, I'm going to get your your overly competitive X-wing uh, player. <laughs> I'm going to wrap him in an old carpet, knock him over the back of the head with a with a lump hammer, and um, just chuck him in the general waste down the tip. Because uh, I think that's. Can a... when when you do that, can you can you have like some yellow writing scrolling down uh, like the beginning of Star Wars just for <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll it, chuck it. I'll chuck. I'll chuck some shield counters in over the top of it. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks very much, guys. Um, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about our our big topic, the PCP and CrackCon, very shortly. So there we go. I hope you enjoyed that uh, first half of the show. And we'll be back again next week with the second half. Uh, I hope you're all going to uh, dash onto the internet and grab hold of a set of serial killer top trumps and um, wonder in awe at the culinary delight that is P-Wet, uh, which I have to say I've never heard of and I'm, I'm only just over the border. Uh, so so there we go. You learn something new on this podcast every time. Um, so um, I shall uh, see you again next week. See you.